Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Welcome back to the digital tiny room on Shomrabyog, us digital unlocked. And my name is Michael. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am joined by the, the he's a good boy. Who's a good boy? Who is a good boy? He's, he's Ben. <laughs> oh, my dog has responded to you. Who's a good boy in a very real sense? Has just decided that she is the goodest boy. That's uh, uh, quite a bit of work there is that a trained stunt dog Ben uh, she's coming down now it's fine um, so yes Bowie is the goodest boy according to her but you know who has the goodest theme tune Michael uh, not bloody us but let's play it anyway theme music for the podcast we don't actually have anything Very good, very amusing. Benjamin. Yes. We forgot to talk about a tragedy last week. Yes, something of a, a something of a great blow to the a entertainment great, community. A great loss in the pop culture world. The man mm. who uh, put nipples on everything, Joel Schumacher, died last, last week. And we forgot to talk about it because it happened early in the week. Old granddaddy nipples himself. Yeah. Um, the yeah. man who some people would say drove the Batman franchise into the ground. But other people would say, who cares? Because everyone was cool. Everyone was very super groovy cool. Yeah, and Batman had a back credit card. Mm. I, I often say it, Michael, and I, I will say it again, but now I will use the past tense because Joel Schumacher has passed away. I am fairly certain that Joel Schumacher simply watched the 1960s series of Batman and thought that that was all that had been done with the character. I am fairly certain he just said, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want and I'm going to make a Batman film that I'd enjoy. With nipples. And he put nipples on everything and everything was camp and neon and... And a yeah, credit card. And, yeah, it was. I, I mean, to to be to be honest, Ben, if they let me make a Batman film, it would be unwatchable. So, I mean, I I'm not unwatchable be. because of the bad quality of the directing, which it would also be there, but just because it would be so niche to things I'm into that it would be uh, it would be very unpleasant. I don't know if anyone would get behind Transformers Batman. Oh, I bet you they bloody would. Well, there'd be a very key amount of people that probably yeah, would. Yeah, I know. That, that would make billions, Ben. Billions. But, Ben, billions. He, also, he also made some classic films. Yes, he made The Lost Boys, Michael. The Lost Boys, which we've been talking about a lot over the last couple of weeks. It keeps coming up in our, in our dive into vampires and whatnot. And the ill-fated sequel, The Boys Who Still Can't Read Maps. It was very bad. Oh, very bad, yeah. Michael. Yeah, I get it, because yeah. they were lost. Yeah, yeah, very good, very it's good. Terrible, terrible joke, Michael. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He also made, Ben, he also made Falling Down. With Michael Douglas. With Michael Douglas, yeah, where a man goes mad. And McDonald's doesn't give him the right bloody burger. Yeah, a, ma- a man goes mad and becomes the villain, but people, for some reason, think he's the hero. <laughs> one of one of my favourite things is at the end where he simply turns around and states that very line, I'm the bad guy? Yeah, he was. He was the bad guy the whole time because he went mad. It's, yes, Michael Douglas. Yes, you are. Yes, you he are, was, Michael Douglas. He was the original uh, Heisenberg. He was. With the less... Well, no, I would say a lot of Heisenberg was probably based on Michael Douglas's character in Falling Down. Fall, it's a su- suitable portrayal of a man slowly losing his marbles. My good friend Jim, Ben, dressed up as Michael... Michael, What's his name? Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas from Falling Down One Halloween. Very good costume. One oh, yes. of the best. One of the best costumes I've ever seen. Jim would make an excellent Michael Douglas falling down. Yes, he's also married to Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he he idolises Michael Douglas in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, I'm always surprised that Catherine Zeta-Jones is married to two men, both Jim and Michael Douglas. Yeah, well, she actually doesn't know because he's always dressing up as Michael Douglas and he's like, uh, hi, hi, honey, Catherine Zeta-Jones, I'm home. And she's like, oh, I thought you were in bloody can. And Jim's like, no, I'm here. <laughs> it's the old husband switcheroo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Sweet Valley High, but with people who don't really look alike. <laughs> and, and one is 35 years younger than the other. But look, what Ben, that's enough waffling there about Joel Schumacher. What has that got to do with Joel Schumacher? <laughs> anyway, Joel Schumacher passed away. Very sad. Two terrible Bat movies in the can. And yet, it's all many people talk about when it comes to the Batman film franchise. So, yeah, you know, they're, rem- they're remembered, aren't they, Ben? They're remembered. It got, it, yeah, it got, it got tongues wagging. Mm-hmm. He also did phone box with the Farrowler. He's basically responsible for the Farrowler. He did Tigerland and phone box. That's true. He helped to break the Farrowler into mainstream continuity. Yeah. Which is, I mean, a great national service to Ireland. Is it? (laughs) We wouldn't have had bloody Artemis Fowl, Ben, if it wasn't for Joel Schumacher. Well then, damn you, Joel Schumacher, to the depths of hell. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. It's it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. He was, what was he, 81, Michael? Did he have a good, he was 80. He had a decent innings, Ben, as they say in the UK. He had had the good innings. Not the the bestest innings, innings, but the good innings. Yeah, Yeah, he was fine. He did fine. He'll be remembered, sort of. Yeah, yeah, no, he will. He will. He made good films. Santana's fire as well. I have a sneaking suspicion that eventually the two Joel Schumacher films are going to be found by the younger generations and kind of lauded because now, Michael, they fall very much into the vaporwave aesthetic. I don't know what vaporwave is. Mm, Don't worry about it, Michael, too much. It's a silly aesthetic that's kind of been born out of Polly Pocket, Barbie and the 80s. I like all of those things. Yes. It's a very strange aesthetic based... Primarily on turquoise and pink and follows the kind of early video game aesthetic of things like Echo the Dolphin. It's very strange, Michael. Hmm. Very strange. But I have a sneaking suspicion. There's yes. there's a, a niggling at the back of my mind, Michael, that those two films might one day be found by Gen Zers and lauded as, as great things. Well, that's often what happens with the camp, isn't it? It comes back as the cool. Yes, there might be drive-in movies in a couple of years' time similar to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Exactly. Or the film mm. Cats. Or the film, well, hopefully not. I the hope film of just... the musical theatre production Cats, I mean. Yes, not the film featuring your two cats, which you keep trying to get me to watch. Yeah, it's in boring. Its entirety. They're just I asleep. Won't, I won't watch a six-hour magnum opus, whether it's you think it is or not. It's mostly busy boring, Ben. Anyway, Ben, speaking mm. very tangentially earlier when you said uh, about Lost Boys, there was a new comic this week about a boy who's lost. There was. Was that tangential lost. enough for you? <laughs> that was that was glancing relevance. That was yes, that was Thank you. Thank you very much. I do, work, I do work hard. <laughs> so this week, Michael. Yes. You and I had a bit of a A tete a tete. A quest. Oh a quest. A quest. Yeah. Michael. You and I do a second podcast, Michael, called Collecting Issues. Collecting issues. And we like to buy the comic, Michael, to support the creators. Yes. Or just the comic book industry in general, Ben. Very recently, yes. comic book artist Declan Shalvey, an Irishman, a Dubliner no less. A classic Irishman, I suppose. Has released, uh, in 2020, a comic book called Bog Bodies with a man called Gavin Fullerton. Mm. It's an Irish comic. It's set in the Ireland. It is indeed. It's, got, it's, it's the most Irish comic I've read in 2020. And we we couldn't find it, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, we are in a weird post-COVID world, <laughs> Michael. We couldn't find it. We couldn't really find the uh, thing. But but guess we what? We went ben? into town what? and went out of town, and not not an, not a copy was there to be found. 
Luckily, my good lady friend found some for us. Because she's one of the best eggs. One of the best eggs. One of the best eggs. Benjamin, Sweet. we're going to talk about it a lot more in depth in our um, in our in our other podcast, Collecting Issues, which is available on all good podcast uh, bloody sites. But um, it is the most Irish thing that has ever been committed to paper. I think I'm, so. I'm only going to talk about, and I talked about this, Ben, on our other podcast, Collecting Issues. But uh, I'm only going to mention this uh, very briefly because no spoilers here for it. But the first page, Ben, it's like it's a mission statement that this is set in Ireland. <laughs> uh, you could not make a more Irish saying tonight on the 6th one news. Tonight on the 6th one news, a young lady called Neve from Tala has gone missing in the Dublin mountains. She was working in Penny's on O'Connell Street. Like, what else do you want? She was carrying a shillelagh and playing the bower on. But that's the thing. There's no shillelagh. It somehow manages to avoid the shillelagh bower on paddywhackery that we normally see, probably because it's written by by an Irishman, a proper um, Irishman's boss. What I didn't realize, Michael, when yes. we when we purchased this, is Declan Shelby's not the artist; he's the writer. He's the writer. Gavin Fullerton is the artist. Who's that? Gavin Fullerton is a, a an artist. But Michael, very interestingly, yes. I was going through the the credits at the end. It's quite a quite an illustrious cast of who's who's in the the comic book industry. Clayton Cowell is quite a famous letterer. Oh, and Michael, you and I did an episode on bloody on bloody Comicsgate. And we did. Who's I remember the editor. Who's the editor on Bug Bodies? I don't know. Heather that, Antos, that lady you were talking lady, about, the very lady who got an L internet bullying. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? She is the she is the editor. What I found also interesting about this, Michael, is it's an Image Comics production. Yeah, but it's co-sponsored by Big Bang Comics here in Dublin. No, oh, that's mad. Yeah, what they a good their what a good relationship they the must back. have. Yeah. Yes, what an excellent relationship they must have. Isn't that very interesting, Michael? Which leads me to say, Big Bang Comics, hire myself and Michael, and we'll write a weird comic book for you. Oh, it'll be terrible. It'll be real super bad. Irish things. Let's yeah. let's do it. Yeah, it'll Bloody be. And there will be like a leather-clad evil sexy lady. <laughs> That's whether whether it's appropriate or not. Whether it's appropriate or not. To, to hell with it, Michael. Yeah. We'll write the comic we've always wanted to read. Exactly, yeah. Benjamin. Mm. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about that more in our podcast, Collecting Issues on Wednesday out on Wednesday. I say we're going we to, are. Ben. We already have. But it's, it's confusing because we released this first but recorded second. I know. It's just to keep the listeners guessing. Keep them guessing. Keep the listeners guessing. Benjamin. Yes. What else are we talking about? We're also talking about... <laughs> I've lost my notes. I can't do a segue because I don't know what's next. What's next? Tell me what's next and I'll do a segue. Speaking of Image Comics, Michael. Yes. Oh, yeah, good. Uh, there was a trailer dropped this week for a new Netflix coming film coming out on July 10th, Michael. Film or TV and- serial? Uh, it's a film. It's a fi- film. A film, yeah. A film. It's starring Miss Charlize Theron. Oh, I've heard of her. Atomic Blonde. And, o- and Other Gang. Yeah. And Michael, it's called The Old Guard, and The Old Guard is based on a comic book by Mr. Greg Rucka. Uh, what is that about, Ben? Why don't you tell me? The Old Guard is a very bizarre concept, Michael. Uh, soldiers, uh, battles have been fought, Michael, across the centuries yeah. by us. We're an awful pack of lads and everybody dies and there's a lot of bloodshed and swinging of swords and then we upgrade the swords to bloody long spears and then we have a couple of long spears lobbed in there as well and then we upgrade again to crossbows and then crossbows upgrade into muskets and, you know, war rages on, Michael. Oh, good. Never-ending battle. I think people die in their droves. What's happened there, Ben, is you have described the advancement of human society as though it were upgrades in a video game. 
Yes. Well, oh, yeah, they did good, it all good. in one afternoon. Yeah, 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 good. You, you kill six people, you gain enough points, and then you can upgrade your weapon. That's how war works, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing a lot of Warcraft, so that speaks to me on a, on a level, <laughs> on, a, on a special level. Anyway, well, Michael, what if the soldiers didn't die? Well, then there'd be no more wars. Probably not. But what if it was only a select group of soldiers, say, one in a million, that didn't die? Oh, like Wolverine. Yes, a little bit like that. Exactly, Michael. That's a very good way of putting it. That's exactly what the Old Guard's about. It's about a group of soldiers who never die, and they kind of find each other across the centuries and band into a little team of mercenaries. They can't seem to die, Michael. Right. Except, Michael. Except, Michael. They live in fear of death on occasion, because, Michael, at a certain point, they simply don't get up again. Oh. So it seems like they, they do have a finite amount of deaths available to them. Right, how many? nobody knows what it is. Oh. It's an invisible counter, Michael, and that's what makes things interesting. So they don't want to die. They don't just recklessly go in knowing they'll definitely survive everything. Well, you see, that's the thing, Michael. Some of them do. Some ah. of them do, and some of them don't. They have different characters. They have different characters. Michael, I have read this comic. Yes. It's rather good. Oh. It's... It's bizarrely okay. Now, (laughs) hold on a second. Hold on a second. You've taken a pretty big step back from it's rather good to it's bizarrely okay. Uh, I meant them in the same sense. I'm just not monitoring my words carefully enough. It's good. I'm going to stand by it, Michael, and say it's good. The characters are well written. They're enjoyable to read. The action is very good. Is the plot device and thing original? No. Right. No, not really. It's nothing we haven't seen before, but it's a fun read, Michael. It's a little comic. It now has its sequel that was released in 2020, simply because it's been made into a bloody Netflix The New movie. Guard. I'd imagine. The New Guard. Um, but it's very interesting, Michael. It's a good comic. Uh, one of the more interesting things is there seems to be a mystical force at play because when a new one is created, when a new soldier, un- undying soldier is created, they kind yes. of all dream about her at the oh. same time. And they have to go find her and oh, add see. her to the, to the old card. Ah, oh, right. It's an interesting comic, Michael. Charlize Theron's in it. I'll watch it for Charlize Theron alone. I'll tell you, you will, all right. You'll watch it alone. I... I oh. You're you a creep. So na- you make everything so nasty. Yeah, man. I know, I know. It's great, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Great is a strong term. Yeah. Go on, go on. And is it, when's it out? Is it out? It's bit, July 10th, Michael. July 10th. That's bloody it's, next week. This very week, yeah. this very week that the listeners will be listening. Uh, I do believe it's out on... Friday? Friday. Friday. Yeah, I get it. It's out on Friday, just in time for a weekend binge. Is it? Hold on, is it a TV show or a film? You can't binge a film, sure you can't. No, you just watch it, you just watch it once. Just in time for a weekend watch. Less catchy, though, that phrase. Less catchy, yeah, less catchy. It should be. Look, I can't say that it's going to be fantastic, Michael, but I'll watch it. Oh, I'll, I'll be watching I'll watch it. it then. We'll talk about we, it next we, Sunday. Yes, we'll talk about it next Sunday, Michael. Uh, we might read it during the week as well. I might stick up a little Instagram TV review of it to give people a heads up. And, oh, people enjoy those. Reading it. They seem to. I haven't done it in a very long time, Michael, but it's because I changed my seating arrangement. Now there's a big window behind me and it's hard to see my face. It's not good for the light, Ben. You shouldn't have light behind you. Shouldn't have light behind me, Michael, but it is good for my back because it's on a nice desk here and I don't get uh, muscle aches in my back anymore, Michael. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, wimp. Um, anyway, Ben, here's the one. Just took a little insult in there. Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. The real question that we have this week, Ben, is... Go on. No, hold on. Let's give a bit of context to this, Ben. Let's be honest. Let's be straightforward. This week, 
you know, not a lot is happening in the world of movies and TV and popular culture. And we were at Sweet FA, Michael. <laughs> as we often are, we were at somewhat of a loss on what the heck we were going to talk about this week. So we had a look around and we said, what the heck are we going to talk about? And we looked around, we saw a palm tree, we saw some grass, and we, we saw your bloody dog and we said, dogs? Yes, and that became the topic for the week. <laughs> I have an adorable pooch yeah. and I found myself thinking, hmm, I wonder do superheroes love their dogs as much as I do? Mm. And Michael, yes. I think it's bloody fair to say we couldn't possibly say because they're all fictional constructs mm. and we can't really measure love in the same way. Yeah. Oh, okay, the podcast's over then, is it? Yeah, we're done. Okay, so, good. I'm, so I'm, Benjamin, I'm the, real, the real question then is in that case, Benjamin, who's the best boy? Who is who is the bestest boy? Who is mm. the goodest boy? Yeah. Um, you may have noticed, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for any of our long-time listeners, that we put out a, a, a post on the gram rather late, almost last minute, some would say. Some would say, because that's in, when we had attempt, the idea. <laughs> in an attempt to lash some research together in a, in a furore of unpreparedness. It was very entertaining. But we shall persevere anyway, Michael. But Ben, the listeners and, came to our rescue, as always. They did. They gave us a stack of stuff. So we really appreciate it from all of them. We'll be reading them out in due course. But first we decided to take a look at just what even is a super pet. Yeah, all right. And uh, that brought us to DC. DC seemed to have something of a... A fetish makes it sound very dirty. They've cornered the market on super pets. They've cornered the market on super pets. You've such a lovely way with words, Michael. I know nearly all the words. The John Keats of podcasting. Oh, yeah. A I'm real the, lyrical bent to you. I'm the William Butler Yates of podcasting. Yep, except he doesn't creep after his bloody long lost love's daughters. Oh, what doesn't, a creep. I forgot about that. Doesn't go I'm the that, yeah. Jack Yates of podcasting. <laughs> there we go. Bloody big dollops of paint on a canvas. Yeah. Let's take a look then at probably one of the most famous super pets of all time, Michael. And that would I'm be the Francis Bacon of podcasting. Yes, big bloody creepy images in your entire studio being preserved in the Dublin Museum. No, the other Francis Bacon, the English one. Oh, okay. Do you think they'll do that with? Um, do you think they'll do that with the tiny room at some point? Just yeah, yeah, it? yeah. They'll just preserve the whole thing and move it into a museum. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, that'll yeah, probably yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. that'll definitely happen. Yeah, yeah. When we're the first podcast to reach a billion listeners. Oh, I don't know. I reckon Joe Rogan probably has a billion listeners. Yeah, but he's an awful dickbag, isn't he? <laughs> well, there goes our listeners. All <laughs> uh, right, anyway, Ben, what were you saying there before we got distracted? Crypto the super dog. Crypto Michael, the super was, dog. Was as far as we got. So, Michael, cast your mind back to the early days of, of Superman. Right. And, Michael, you're running out of ideas for adult Superman. It's a bit of old hat. So, what do we do, Michael? We come up with a series and we call it Superboy. No, right, the Adventures of a it. Young Superman. Mm-hmm. And this is... I, I would call it proto-Silver Age kind of comic bookery because it's just bloody mental. Mad Michael, shit going a, on all the time. There's a, there's a lot of mad shit going on. There's time traveling. The Legion of Superheroes is introduced from the 31st century. It depends really on what's happening in one week. One week you might have a, a radioactive chimpanzee have a go with Superboy. Yeah. Another week, uh, Paz Cornfield has come alive thanks right. to alien tech. Oh, nuts. I'm going to have to deal with that. Then other times it's a very tame threat. Like, oh no, my Paz store is being robbed, but I can't save him because I'd have to change into Superboy and yeah. that would reveal my identity. Oh no, a tornado is killing my dad, but I can't save him because that will reveal my identity. And then, Michael, one of the other weird things that happens is uh, bloody weird experiments on animals by uh, Jor-El, father of Kal-El, who decided to uh, test the alien space technology that sent his son to Earth on a dog before he did. Oh. 
Uh, and that is the original origin of uh, Crypto the Superdog. So wait, he's a Kryptonian dog. He's a Kryptonian dog, Michael. So Hence Krypton crypto. has dogs. Krypton has dogs. Wait, why is Kryptonian society just exactly the same as your Earth society, but superheroes? The only time that's ever been attempted to be explained, Michael, is in Mark Miller's Red Sun. Yes, where it turns out, where it ben, turns that's... out that they're weird, timey wimey, twisty, bloody humans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you want to read more about that, you can check out our collecting issues on that very, very comic book. Yeah, that's a good, good, good comic. It's a great comic. Great comic. Anywho. Yes. That's exactly what happened, Michael. Jorel, being a man of science, mm-hmm. said, well, I'm not going to go bloody stick my son in a rocket now, am I? No, that'd be, that would be uh, unconstitutional. It's not the word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it would be immoral. Michael. That's the word I was looking immoral. for. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, <laughs> Not the one I said. A patriotic of you for the wrong country. Then, yeah, yeah, Michael. yeah. No, we have a constitution <laughs> uh, as well. Ah, but we don't really listen to it at all, do we? Oh, bloody um, hell. <laughs> there go some more listeners. <laughs> the aim is to get down to zero by the end of the podcast. Oh, Michael, very good. I think we're well on our way. This by the end of COVID. COVID. C- corona. Whatever you want to call it. Anyway, <clears throat> Crypto the Superdog yeah. was the original test pilot for the technology that would later send a young Kal-El to planet Earth. Right. There's a very funny panel in his initial debut in 1955, Michael, where jor goes, Darling, I need the dog. And Kal-El's mother says, Oh, but the dog loves the boy and the boy loves the dog. You can't have... Well, it's either him or the boy in the rocket with no proof. And she's like, Right, take the dog. Off he goes. They, they give the dog away and they chuck him. Now, Michael, you might ask yourself, if Crypto went first, why didn't he land on planet Earth first? Well, and where Michael's, was where was Kara? Where was Kara Zorel or whatever her name is? Did she was she launched second, but she arrived first due to timey wimey stuff? No, she was launched first and arrived second due to timey wimey stuff. Oh, okay. uh, the timey wimey stuff, Michael, was often a, an ill fated comet that would knock the thing off its tra- trajectory. Yeah, and send it spiraling off course. And Michael, that's exactly what happened to poor old Crypto the Wonder Dog. Right, Crypto the Wonder Dog got an old comet. It knocked him off course until Superboy landed on planet Earth. His little ship sent out a beacon to the other little ship and it was able to course correct. And find ah, Kal-El. that's how they ended up on the same. It wasn't just cosmic coincidence. It wasn't just cosmic coincidence, Michael. It was a bloody cosmic coincidence comet. Oh, good. Okay. In the opposite direction. The The issue is kind of bizarre, Michael. Um, of course it is. It's from the 50s. Yeah. Uh, dog catcher catches crypto. Right. Crypto bursts out of the side of the dog catcher's thing. What was having the like, powers? Like Kryptonians, he is irradiated by the yellow sun and given phenomenal power. That seems dangerous on the dog. Superboy helps the dog. Sorry, helps the dog catcher to put the dogs back in. Says, hmm, it's weird that that one white dog managed to burst out of the side of the thing. But oh no, I'm going to be late for my shift at Pa's shop. No, no. he leaves the dog catcher to it and heads on out. The, The shop that Pa Kent then owns is held up at gunpoint. And Superman has that very dilemma where he goes, oh, I'm Superboy, but I, I can't change into my clothes because then those bad guys will know who I am. Right, so right, right. So he waits for them to go outside. But when he goes outside, Michael, who's there but the bloody white dog again? Hold oh. him up. And an Uek, he's bloody bulletproof because the robbers tried to shoot the dog. Bad they tried to shoot the are. dog. They tried to shoot the dog, but it's that's, okay, Michael, because he's bloody bulletproof. That's how you know they're bad eggs. Yeah, you can't shoot that dog, Michael. No. You well, depends. We'll get to that later. Well, we're, uh, oh, we're gonna have to go into the "don't shoot the dog" territory. Great. <laughs> Anywho, yes. 
he then realizes that oh this isn't a normal bloody dog is it no it's and not. they have an instantaneous bond this is because crypto remembers the smell of young superboy and he's like hey he does, yeah that's my buddy from krypton i yeah. love him yeah yeah that's dogs for you but then hijinks ensue michael when we realize well this is like a normal dog with all the impulse control issues but only he's bloody super powered yeah so michael if you were to cast your eye out your very window there you might see a dog having a little chase of a car well, not bloody crypto. Bloody crypto heads up on there into the, into the into the air and chases airplanes. Oh, and very good. What's worse is he bloody catches them and rips the wings off, making oh, Superboy have to bloody land planes. That seems yeah, dangerous. Then. Uh, well, you might you might cast your eye into my kitchen there, Michael, on occasion and see that my dog has rooted her way into a an an unattended shopping bag. She's found a bit of food. Well, bloody crypto breaks his way into bloody giant grain silos and has a munch of that. Very poorly it's trained. Terrible. Very poorly trained. Not unlike my own dog, Michael. Uh, very poorly <laughs> trained. Most of our time is spent loving the dog, not training it. Ah, so, classic. He then finds Crypto's ship, reads a, a, handly, a handy letter that his father wrote about the dog saying, Hey, this is my son's pet dog. I need a test subject. Don't judge me. I'm trying to save my son. And uh, he realizes, Ah, oh, this is my dog from, uh, from the earth. But Michael, as you may have guessed, Yes. This is a big old kind of... MacGuffin, and it, it's a difficult kind of creature to write into stories from now on. Yeah, just get rid super of him. dog. So what does he do? Get he lets him. him go off into space. You know the way dogs sometimes run away, Michael? Yeah. So does Crypto. But Crypto runs off into space. He goes back to the farm. In the sky. The big farm in the sky. Except in this case, it's literal. In Yeah, exactly. It's a big space farm. Space mm-hmm. farm. Well, that could be the comic that we pitched to Image Comics. Space farm. Space farm. Oh yeah, space okay, farm. I'm on board. Yeah, it's got a few things that we'd like. Um, we'll do a pitch episode for that in the coming weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. But that's <laughs> that's crypto. I think we should. I think that'd be a great episode. Um, <laughs> crypto the Superdog is later retconned a couple of times over. He has to be, doesn't he? Because it's bonkers. Yeah, he's absolutely bonkers. So he ends up being a kind of an alien experiment. Uh, and then he's a Lex Luthor experiment. And he kind of gets taken away from Superman. He's not Superman's dog really anymore. He becomes Superboy's dog, but the Teen Titan Superboy, the clone Superboy's dog. And those two have a much stronger bond in the more recent comics. If you're looking for a very, possibly the doggiest comic of all time, Michael, apart from We Three, uh, this one is Superboy 721, and this takes place after the events of Infinite Crisis, where Superboy has to take on Superboy Prime. And yes, that is the most comic book sentence you'll ever hear. And he, he unfortunately, Michael, uh, fails in his attempt to hold him back, and he passes away. Crypto was not on planet at the time, and he comes back to try and find his master, Superboy. Superboy's only gone and died. Oh, no. So it's a whole issue of crypto searching the planet trying to find superboy only to come to the realization that superboy has passed away and then he runs off to the moon michael holding a manhole cover that he and superboy used to use as a frisbee together and he pines on the moon for a year oh that's i don't like that it's so sad it was it was so sad michael i nearly cried it was i don't like it i don't want it so Superboy 721 a very interesting uh, comic book no speech bubbles michael a silent issue just uh, with Superboy's increasing or Super Crypto the Superdog's increasing dread that he can't find his master it's terrible terrible Um, Michael speaking of Ben that segues us very nicely into another bloody uh, very famous dog companion well that's handy and uh, one of the one of the best um, 
One of the best dog companions of recent years, Ben, not of the olden days. Go on. Uh, L- Lucky the pizza dog. I don't know. Oh, Lucky the pizza dog from Weatherman. No, you big no. dummy from Hawkeye. Oh. oh, yeah. Lucky the pizza dog. What a great, what a great good boy. He's one of the best boys, Ben. And it has, since you brought it up there, where you said they had the, the issue with no dialogue. It's one of, one of um, it's from Hawkeye, the 2014 series, Ben. Is that what we're talking about? I think so. You can also find that in our Collecting Issues archive. Was that bloody well, Matt Fraction? Yes, it was bloody well. I think well. it was bloody well. And it has a very um, experimental dog issue, Ben. Dog episode. It does. Super experimental. Matt Fraction attempts to answer the question, just what are they thinking about? Exactly. And he does it with uh, without... One of my favorite thing about it is that uh, in the in the issue, whenever the dog hears a word he knows, we can see it. But the rest is gibberish. Yes, he doesn't have any clue what we're saying. And Michael, that is definitely how dogs view the world. It's and a it, fact. It's a very good episode. It's the he is um he is the the uh, he's the dog equivalent of Hawkeye, which yeah, is a, exactly. is the really good thing about him. He like. He's beaten down and unlucky and he uh, he gets into scrapes and he loses an eye and it's all very sad. But he's still hanging in there and he's still the best boy. He is the Marvel Comics equivalent of a motivational poster in your boss's office. Yeah, Hang yeah, in yeah, there, yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very good. And the, yeah, he's, he's one of the best dogs. One of the best dogs. Such an enjoyable character, Michael. Such wonderful things going on with him. It reminds me of another dog, Michael. Yes, go on. Reminds me of another dog, bloody Ace from the Batman series. Now, Ace has an even more convoluted kind of history than Crypto, the super dog. Uh, Ace the Bathound uh, came out in 1955 as well, because that was what DC was doing. They That's were like, it's all about dogs. Everyone has you know a dog. Everyone has a dog now. And Ace the, the Bathound was... Just just a bat hound. There's no real explanation given for him. He's not given any great history. Just that Batman has a dog. It's a German Shepherd and it wears a bat cowl. Yeah. So Makes it's sense. a Makes sense. bat dog. Yeah. And his name is Ace. Right. And then later on that gets reckoned with, uh, I think it's Tom King. Tom King creates a backstory for him where the Joker used Ace as a gag. He put him in a pit with, Two, two other dogs and Ace is found by Commissioner Gordon and Batman having eaten the other two dogs oh god and Michael I hear what you're saying that's bloody fucking weird and Michael do you know what you're bloody right it is bloody fucking weird but it's Tom mm-hmm. King so we have to kind of give it a pass so moving on from there Alfred decides he's going to adopt the bloody bat hound they yeah. don't put him down no you, you probably you, should you probably should you know when you've been tortured by the Joker in a mental experiment that's rivaled only by Pavlov's Bell experiment but no, they decide anyway, and Alfred says, you know what, I'm not giving up on the bloody dog. And the dog's a bloody vicious dog, Michael, because it's been raised in a, a horrible, abusive environment. But Alfred won't give up on it. He trains oh, it in a Alfred. big, um, what's, what's the big dog protective suit called that you see police officers wear in training sessions on occasion? What? The, you know, the big suit they wear so the dog can attack them, but they don't actually feel Oh, the... a dog attack suit? Yeah, let's call it that, sure. Um, we'll call it a DAS, a dog attack suit. So... Alfred's there in the DAS and he's training him and Batman wants nothing to do with him he's like I'm Batman I don't have time for dogs I'm Batman I'm Batman I'm Batman get the dog away from me Alfred I'm Batman and kind of he suit. kind of he's in a bite suit so he's in, he's in the bite suit 
and mm-hmm. Batman's there going, look, it was raised by the Joker. It's a bad egg. I'll have less mm-hmm. of it. I'll, I'll have less of that. Except one night, Batman comes in. He's got a big shard of glass in his arm. And he's like, oh, I'm injured. Oh, Batman. Oh, I'm injured. I've got glass in my arm. Oh. And the Bat-Hound is uh, real upset by that. He's like, oh, Batman, no. Oh, no, you've no, got glass in your Batman. arm. No, Batman, that's not good. I'm a dog, and even I know that's not good. It so helps. he gives Batman, gives Batman an old lick. And he's like, ah. Oh. And Batman's not like, I'm okay. I'm okay, boy. I'm not okay. A, not on the okay. wound. Does he lick the wound? Uh, he, I think he does, yeah. No, no. I don't, I don't think Tom King is aware of how infectious dog saliva is. Was Tom, but, um, was Tom King in the Marines? Is he the guy who was, he was in the Marines? He is was. he the guy who's having a, a Twitter beef at the moment with Dean Cain? He possibly is. I mean, Tom King is a very... Tom King divides fans right down the middle, Michael. Um, he's former CIA, apparently. He's oh, not a that's Marine. the fella, yeah, yeah, He's yeah, former yeah. CIA, apparently. Apparently. Um, now, obviously, the CIA is not going to go out and back that up one way or the other. But um, apparently, he's former former the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's having a beef with Dean Cain at the moment about masks on Twitter. It's quite funny. Does, is he for or against them? He's for masks. Dean Cain oh, is good. against them. That doesn't shock me. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. That reads. Oh, it, man. It's one of the best beefs. Let's let's not get into this on on the podcast, Michael. This uh, no maskers, anti vaxxers and no maskers. I swear right. to God, you just anyway. said let's not get into it and then got into it. You son of a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's the last of the listeners gone, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. So we can wrap this up. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> three for three. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway. You're, you're talking about Ace, but uh, nobody really pays that much attention to Ace the, the Bad Hound in the comics. He is far more popular from a different thing and in a different version. In Batman Beyond, old Bruce Wayne has a huge Alsatian, a huge black Alsatian that he calls Ace. Ben, is this the and one that um, Irish Fascination of 777 recommended? Yeah. Oh, okay, go on. Yeah, go on. I'm not very familiar with him. So she, um, said, on, she said on Instagram, Ben. Um, go on. Any, uh, hold on, I can't see the replies. She said something like, uh, anyone remember him? He was the best. Uh, he was the best. That's right, go true. on. You go on. You go on. So, in this particular case, yeah. Batman, the original Batman, Bruce Wayne, old man Wayne, if you will, has a faithful dog. And he doesn't get on with Terry McGuinness. He's like, oh, I don't know about you. And Terry McGuinness is like, oh, I don't know about you either. And it's a whole thing. But then there's a dog fighting episode, Michael, where people in the future are injecting dogs with weird chemical compounds and making them fight each other. It's real bad. It's real grim stuff. But anyway, this Ace the Bad Hound is kind of more beloved uh, because he constantly looks after old man Bruce. He's a real good boy um, and plays a central role anytime someone tries to invade the cave. uh, Ace is there going, oh, I don't bloody like you. And then, Michael... Yeah. Later on, Bruce Tim was clearly obsessed with this character because later on we found out why he's named Ace. We are finally given a reason for being na- named Ace. And Michael, it's one of the saddest Batman tales of all. No, oh, no. If you if you romp around uh, the Batstagram and find Batman memes and whatnot, you will find people that laud a certain episode of the Justice League Unlimited series called, uh, fittingly called Ace. Go on. And it's an episode where there's a gang of villains in the DC universe called the Royal Flush Gang. I know them. They dress up as playing cards. They dress up as playing cards. And one of the central conceits of the the Justice League Unlimited universe is Cadmus. And Cadmus is a shady government facility that experiments on people with powers. Yeah, evil shields. Metahumans. Evil shield. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Perfect way of looking at it. In fact, Michael, well played. Thank you. I've seen films. 
you have seen films you've seen quite a few almost all within is Cadmus no, how you really know they're bad is, is they sometimes experiment on children Michael boo oh no, no that's boo. even worse can't be doing that the only thing that would be that. worse than that Ben is if it's experimenting on dogs yeah and they do that sometimes too but we'll get oh to that I knew it bad eggs bad looks boldies <laughs> anyway Ace is a child that has reality warping powers and they do a big bloody bunch of experiments on her she's a real weird little kid but anyway it turns out that all these experiments are slowly killing her and she's she's dying and we find this out at the end of the episode and basically when she dies everything will explode everything she's created kind of goes boom oh no with her and Amanda Waller's there and she's like, we have to we have to get rid of that kid, Batman. You know what you have to do. Use this device to get rid of him. And Batman's like, I'll do it. And he goes in and Ace kind of trusts Batman because Batman's tried to help her before. And she can read his mind. So she lets him in. And it turns out that she plans to die quietly and not make everything go boom. Um, but she's very, very scared. And she asks Batman to hold her hand. And Batman does it. They sit on a swing together oh, until geez, Ace passes please. away. Until Ace passes away and Batman offers her a hand. And whenever you go on the Batstagram, people are like, that's my Batman. That's my Batman. Even though it doesn't really matter because it depends on the writer. But anyway, that's their Batman. And that's why he named Ace after it. Because he has a very fond memory of Ace, the little girl who passed away. So it's a bit sad, Michael. That's very sad. Bit sad. I don't like that. No, it's very sad. Very sad, Michael. Bruce Tim, Real sad world. Does um, does that dog do any superpower stuff or is he just a general dog about town? He's just a bloody dog. Just a ra- common garden dog. Well, he's you know he's one of those kind of you can you you, you can't take the fight out of the dog kind of thing. You can take the dog ah, out of the fight, but you can't scrappy. take the fight out of the dog kind of dog. He's a real scrappy dog, but he's also a big bloody dog. Grant Morrison is clearly in love with him as well because he introduced a, a dog for Damian Wayne called Titus, and it looks exactly like the dog from Batman Beyond. So but clearly, Grant Morrison has a little shine for him as well. It can't be the same dog though, Ben, because it's many years apart. Many, many, many years apart. It's not the same dog, but it is physically, in appearance, uh, very, very similar. A very similar dog. Benjamin. Similar dog. Yes. Now, you said earlier that I've seen films, and I said I've seen most of the films. Yeah. What I, what I meant was not I've seen almost every film, but I've seen most of every film. Yeah, you watch about a good, solid three quarters of most Three quarters, films. yeah, three quarters. Sometimes I watch it on, on sped up because we've decided at the last moment to talk about a topic on the podcast I, I have very limited time well. uh, to bloody f- do a bit of research, Ben. So speaking of Ben, I have seen, <laughs> I have seen most of the film Cujo. Oh God! And I tell you what, Ben, oh. a lot of people, a lot of people, Cujo put them off dogs. They don't want to. They don't want to go near Cujos. Yeah, but Cujos don't happen, Michael. Yeah, uh, on the on the old internet, Ben, um, bloody relentlessly, Rachel, the original glop of podcasting. OG Glop. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Well, she she mentioned Cujo. And you said he's not the goodest boy. He's the worst boy. Mm. He's a real boldy. He's a real bad he's egg. A, he's a real bad egg. And Ben, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow a phrase from the American South here. Not like the stereotypical American South. Just the way people talk in the South of America. And I'm going to say, I'm here to tell you, Ben, that that's not really fair. Go on. Because, Benjamin, in the movie Cujo and the book Cujo, Cujo's a St. Bernard, as we say, or a St. Bernard, as the Americans say. Very good. And those dogs, Ben, they're big, fluffy boys. They're big, fluffy, good boys. Yeah, they're well, some of the best boys. They'll they'll bring you a thing of whiskey in a little barrel. That's pretty much why I have Bowie. She can't quite lift the barrel yet. Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll rescue you in the mountains. They'll yep. lie on you with their big, fluffy bodies. 
Keep you all warm and cozy. Yeah, they will be named after a, a composer and bring devastation to John Ritter's house. Ah, oh, classic. Was John Ritter in Beethoven? I don't know. I'll have a look for you now. Was you John Ritter in Problem else. Child? Is you, that the same guy? It's the same character. I don't know if it's John Ritter. It's <laughs> Beleaguered Dad. Beleaguered Dad is the character. It's I everywhere. Think, yeah, John Ritter played Beleaguered Dad in every 80s film. But anyway, Benjamin, Cujo is a St. Bernard, or a St. Bernard, yes. as we say. And they're just big, fluffy good boys. And mm-hmm. in the bloody film and in the book, Ben, Cujo is initially a big, fluffy good boy. Charles Grodin is the beleaguered father in Beethoven. Beethoven, okay. And who's the... So, John Ritter was the beleaguered father in Problem Child. I will find out for you now. Okay, a human Beethoven. <laughs> now we have to talk about the film Problem Child just so we can keep calling it human Beethoven. Um. So anyway, Ben... <laughs> In the in both the book and the film, Cujo is a big friendly good boy, and he chases a rabbit. And oh, the rabbit, a bloody rabbit! And the rabbit goes down a hole, Ben. And what's in the hole, Ben? Because remember, it's America. The bats devil with rabies. Oh, okay, I thought it was the devil. And they bite him on the nose, Ben, and he oh, gets no. rabies. He's just rabid. He's a bloody. He's the tragic victim of the story. What? Yeah. What? I mean, it's still horrible, and you're like, oh, stay away from Cujo, he's the worst. But it wasn't his fault. He had the rabies. He had the rabies, and he ends up killing a lot of people and then being killed. That's a real tragic story. And he's not really a bold easy. No, he's a rabidy. Yeah, he's very rabid from the rabies. He's a big, fluffy good boy. The, mm. other, uh, the other villain in the movie Cujo is uh, heat and lack of air conditioning system in older cars. Oh, I think that's uh, the villain in a lot of real life scenarios as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what really gets people. The dog is more of a hindrance than anything else. Um, so I, I watched most of Cujo, Ben. One thing you have to say for it is the dog acting is very good in it. Good dog acting. Very good dog acting. The I, I read a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and it's bonkers. Apparently, in classic like... 80s fashion because this is from 83 I think not a lot of notes were kept because people didn't realise in the future film fans would want to dissect every moment of the production of every film <laughs> the, the short sighted fools might so nobody knows how many Cujos there were there were somewhere between 5 and 13 Cujos that's a lot of Cujos yeah that's a lot of real dogs all St. Bernard's all that's a lot big, of big Cujos <laughs> yeah yeah but all big friendly fluffy good time boys Um. And apparently a nightmare on the set because they just wanted to play all the time. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Big yeah, old big, good boys having a good time. Big old good boys. But he was also played by an animatronic head and he was played by, by a human in a dog suit and he was played by... What? Yeah, a Labrador, a Labrador Rottweiler mix in a St. Bernard costume. Michael, this is bizarre. <laughs> it's mental, Ben. It's bloody mad. Um... So Cujo Ben, if people don't know Cujo, he's a Stephen King story. Um, he is, and like most things, yeah, yeah, and you know, madly Ben, this is even even though this was the early eighties, it was still during that peak kind of Stephen King turnover. The book was published in eighty one, and the film was made and released in eighty three. The the man was prolific. Yeah, you like, can't stop him. He was up to his neck can't. on cocaine, just blasting out. What if a car was evil? What if a dog was evil? What if a shelving unit was evil? What shelving if an egg are, was evil? Shelving units are known around. pricks. I'm just looking around the room. <laughs> what if a microphone was evil? Um, 
but yeah, so the dog is evil, Ben, but he's got rabies and he, he, he dies in the end. It's very sad, but Ben, yeah, he does. He gets killed, but he kills a lot of people. So he's fine. He got, he got a good score. Benjamin, <laughs> the, the funniest thing about it is, and this is something that modern technology is kind of removing the need for. One of the most difficult things with dogs playing boldies in films yes. is, is, especially when they're big, fluffy, good boys, they've got big, waggy tails. Big, waggly tails that give yeah. them away, Michael. Yeah, that give away. They're not really angry. They're just acting. Because dogs can't really act, Ben. Yeah, because they're creatures of impulse. And Benjamin, I don't know if you know this, but these days what they do on the likes of, for example, Game of Thrones, let's say, is when they have a dog actor and he does a big fl- fluffy waggy tail, they CGI out his tail. I didn't know that, Michael. Yeah, so that's how they've solved the problem these days. In the Cujo days, they had to keep tying the dog's tails oh, no. down. No, it's fine. No one got injured. Oh. They had to tie the dog's tails down to their legs with a with fishing line. Oh, so the no. so the big happy Saint Bernards wouldn't keep wagging their tails the whole time. Oh, that's, that's kind of cruel, Michael. I don't know if I'm okay with that. I don't know if it's cruel, Ben. It's 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 probably a little bit cruel. But look, they weren't harmed. It's, it's a not touch dick at it. It's a bit mean, but it's not harmful. Yeah. All right. All but right. The big Saint Bernards were still having a great time, so it's fine. They they had a great. They were time. still the bestest boys. But okay. anyway, yeah, they're still the bestest boys. What I'm saying, Ben, is Cujo. He's definitely, I mean, he's definitely not the best boy, but it's not his fault. He was a victim of the rabbies. Yeah, no good. No yeah. good. Michael, do you want to read out some of the, the listeners' other suggestions there? Because we've got quite a few. Uh, massive thank you to anyone who submitted to us this week. We really appreciate it. Are we wrapping up here, Ben, or do you have another one? Uh, well, I, I looked into the super friends in general, super pets in general, which is just bloody bizarre but it got me thinking about different types of pets and how we kind of how we define a pet because one sneaky bloody instagram uh one instagram contributor nine wassies said that robin the boy wonder was a pet ah, how dare he ah, i see what he's done how there. dare he he got me he got me good he got me good but it did get me thinking about how we classify a pet because if you look at the disney world yeah disney world kind of obsesses over a pet companion or an animal companion or something exhibiting animal-like traits to be a companion. Like Lilo. The one that jumps to... Like Lilo. Or Stitch. From Lilo and Stitch. Which one is Lilo? Is Lilo he's the girl Stitch. or no, the he's monster? Stitch. Lilo's the girl. Stitch is the, Stitch is the little creature. Okay. Um, but what, what really got me thinking of was the magic carpet from Aladdin oh. is a very interesting example of, of how you would define... A pet. And that got me thinking even more, Michael, because sometimes when we watch bloody sci-fi things, you have maybe a robot that doesn't say a lot, but is a very good companion to the to the um to the main character. Like R2 D2. Bloody R2 D2. You're saying Which is a robot which is a robot dog by any other name. He's essentially a pet. He's essentially a pet. I see what you're saying. And that got me thinking, Michael, like, is Baby Yoda a pet? No, he's a sentient being. Are you sure? Yeah, he's a sentient being. He's a baby. He is any he baby frogs a pet? Whole. He eats frogs whole. I think certain people think they are. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably a large reason, a couple of societal problems there. But anyway, um, but yeah, go on. Read out the read out the list there. Michael. Uh right. I'll I have that open here, Ben. Uh, bloody Sean Rebuke. That's us. Uh, Brian from Brian Regan Action Figure Reviews. I don't know if you know him, Ben. I was on it a couple of weeks ago, so you better watch it. Bloody good episode. Have watched it. Yeah. Nice try to get catch me out there again. Like I didn't, that. yeah. But you better watch it again. Get those views up. I want to win. Get those views Benjamin. up. I want to win. What Brian said is Gizmo. 
Gizmo from the Gremlins. Now, Michael, would that not be very similar to a Baby Yoda? I mean, there's a good argument to be made there. I would say he's a sentient creature and probably shouldn't yeah. be kept as a pet. He's very cute, though. My my first dog was called Gizmo. Aww. No, because everybody's dog was called Gizmo in the 80s, Ben. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? An adorable little... Because he's got the little squiggly wiggly eyes and the big footy ears, you know? He's, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it makes sense. He looks a it lot like sense. Baby Yoda, actually. He does look a lot like Baby Yoda. Hmm, perhaps mm. we'll investigate that in a later episode. Yeah. Um, and find absolutely nothing because yeah. it's not that It's not that interesting. Jaden Candem said, uh, Six Shot, Ben. Six Shot's a Transformer who turns into various animals. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Hang on. He said the puppet and I couldn't find a puppet called Six Shot. I think he's joking. Oh, good. Okay. He's doing Fair a joke. Enough. Yeah, he's, 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 he's doing a bit. Uh, doing re- a bit. Relentlessly Rachel, Ben, who's the original glop, the glamorous lady of podcasting, Ben. She OG said, glop. Uh, Church from Pet Cemetery." Who's uh, another spooky Stephen King evil animal? He's a spooky bloody little cat. Yeah, he's spooky. He's I don't back. like him. He's comes back. Ben, he's the innocent victim again. No, he's a Wendigo revenant. He's not innocent once he's brought back. Yeah, well, I mean, he was innocent when he died. Poor little fella. Uh, well, they're all innocent when they die, Michael. Actually, and Cujo and Mojo Jojo. Rachel's just chosen evil ones. Yeah, but Mojo Jojo is a very sympathetic character, Michael. Mojo Jojo might have been my favourite suggestion on this list, purely for the reason that he was the goodest boy and he still got experimented on by his dickhead da. Yeah, people, people, leave those good boys alone. Like, Mojo Jojo just wanted to be loved. Yeah. And then he got bloody abandoned by Professor X. Is that his name? No, it's just the Professor in Powerpuff Girls, isn't it? I can't remember. I can't remember. Professor X anyway, is Patrick Stewart, remember? Gee. Yeah, but I think... Oh, no, it's Chemical X. It's the professor using Chemical X. There we go. Anyway, he was part of the early experiments that he did, and he bloody made him into a big evil thing, because what did he do? He took a bloody innocent baby chimp, he experimented on him, gave him sentience, and let me tell you, yeah. as someone who's lived with sentience for 29 bloody years, yeah. I've had enough. Bloody if I had had a choice, and if I had been unsentient at one point and then had it thrust upon me, oh! Yeah, well, oh. Ben, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have performed those experiments on you. No, but Michael wanted a podcast. (laughs) Michael wanted a co-host. Here we are. We've created a bloody new situation, Ben, where uh, it's a joke that you are a sentient uh, homunculus that I've created for podcasting. Benjamin. Sorry, there's a fire alarm going off in the background of my thing. Give me a second. No, can't hear it. You Can't hear it. Can't hear it. Unless it's your fire alarm, it's fine. (laughs) Okay, go on. Um, What was I saying? Benjamin, we had some feedback from the last episode and people really loved the Michael McRide character I created. So I think we'll bring him back more regularly. Wait, which one was the... Which one was the oh, hello, McRide? it's me and I'm back in here. Pop and Rocket Riker, Ben, who's your arch nemesis, famously. Yes, uh, and he, uh, my he, arch nemesis. He's a beloved dogs man, as you can tell, because his uh, Instagram Big man for dogs. dogs. Yeah. Uh, he said, Oi in Stephen King's Gunslinger series. I'm not familiar with him. He must be some sort of dog. I'm not familiar with him at all. Cringer in He-Man. What a coward. But then he becomes Battle Cat. He becomes Battle Ready Battle Cat. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I, my personal favourite from his list is Brad Pitt's dog from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which is the best depiction of a dog on screen. That is the dog every dog owner dreams of having. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a bit murderous. But only when it's told to be. Yes. Only when it's told to be, and that's the most important part. The dog's name only murderers. The dog's name in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is Brandy. Brandy, she's a fine girl. Yeah, what a good wife she would be. Very good, yeah. Dog, yeah, yeah. My my life, my love, my lady is the sea is often the problem. Yes. Um, 
Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, I think, from the list that's on Insta anyway. Um, it was a great list. It's a good list. One of my favourite dogs, Ben, in popular culture is uh, John Wick's dog. Oh, what a good boy. Yeah, well, not not long for this world, Ben. But it depends the, on which one. Well, I was talking about the first one, the one that... Uh, oh, okay, the fir- yeah, that poor dog. In the first film, Ben, very quick recap, John Wick's wife dies and he can't. he's very sad, he can't go on, and then she reveals that she bought him a puppy to be delivered to him posthumously. And uh, he treasures the puppy, Ben, and then the Russian gangsters show up and they kill his dog. More importantly, the Russian gangsters' sons. Yeah, and they show right. up, Ben, and they kill his dog. And there's anything you can do, Ben. In in, in food, movie and films, you can kill a man, you can kill his wife and family. You, you want to watch a science fiction, you can blow up a man's whole planet and civilization, and he's the last survivor of his race. But that's all very, very very vague no not vague it's all very hard to process and distant for human beings but if you kill a man's dog oh he's gonna get you oh heck he's gonna spend three films coming after you and he's gonna get you he's gonna wipe out your entire organisation based on a pup yeah and rightly so rightly so never has there been a greater justification for a mass mur- murder than the John Wick film when they come into his house it and kill his it is very easy to justify his actions simply by saying well look they killed his dog they came into his house and they killed his little dog yeah. And yeah. like, just by the by, it reminded him of his dead wife, but that was much less important than it was a little cute dog. Yeah, it's, it's an adorable little pupper. Cute little dog, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Don't be going killing dogs. No, John Wick will come after you. Yeah, he'll bloody get you. Yeah. With a chop. He'll do a chop, he'll do and a kick, he'll do a, a jujitsu and they shoot you in the head. And a trigger squeezing. Yeah, yeah, he's no messing. No messing. No muss, no fuss. Michael, I think that brings us to the end of this wonderfully doggy-themed episode. Yes, we've done dogs. We didn't touch on cats. We might have to do another episode. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, will we? Um, <laughs> you, know how I feel, you know how I feel about cats, Michael. You know how I feel about cats. Um, <laughs> Very good. No, we, we will definitely do another episode on cats at some point. Ladies and gentlemen, did we miss any of your picks for goodest boy? I'd say we did. Do get in touch with us uh, and let us know. You can find us in a number of places, ladies and gentlemen. If you like a good old-fashioned formal uh, dress shirt and tie kind of affair, you can find us at seomrabeog.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. Miss Tiny Room in Irish, kind of. If you're more of a casual rave and pills kind of guy, you can find us on the gram at seomrabeog, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. <laughs> Raven pills. That's what you think of shit of Instagram. The people on Instagram are at, ra- at raves and taking pills. It's pictures of people's lunch, Ben. Michael, if, if you think anything I say in the wrap up is a reality, you're wrong. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you can get in touch with us in those two places. If you're listening to us on Spotify, please, please give us now a follow and do share this on your Instagram story for all your pals to listen to. But only if you think they'd like us. Yeah, only um, if they want to. Moving dogs. on from there. Actually, you know what? Even if they don't like... Yeah, just get, get the listens Let anyway, them make yeah. up their own minds. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, a review would be most welcome and most helpful. We'd really, really appreciate it. If you're listening to us on YouTube, give us now subscribe and hit that like button, yeah, baby. Hi, hi, Clive. Hi, Clive. And also Nisha, hi, if Clive you're still listening. And uh, if you have any ideas for anything you'd like to hear coming up, you can get in touch with us in all those places and let us bloody know. Yeah, please do, because we clearly don't have any ideas. We're talking about dogs yeah. this week. It was almost alien palm trees for half a second, but we managed to dodge that bullet. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Bye-bye. I'll see you next week. Oh, woof, woof, woof.